You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning. Thank you for starting your Saturday morning with us again this week. Tomorrow, of course, is Father's Day, so we kick things off with a look at the hormone that makes a man, testosterone. What was once thought to be primarily about sex and muscle, we now know has a much broader influence on overall health. Pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell from Fort Wayne Custom RX has been compounding testosterone supplements for years, and he's seen a change in how it can make a man feel and how well they get through the second half of their life as their body goes through andropause. That's the male version of menopause. By the time you're 60, you've lived 30 years with a slowly declining level of this important hormone. Well, Greg wants you to know that men are finally getting the message, even though they may still be a little bit stubborn about heading off to see the doctor. You know, guys are pretty good at, uh, you know, kind of pushing off their health, except if I say your sexuality or your ability uh, um, your libido is going downhill, then that's when they, they go in to see the doctor. And that's certainly been reflected in the pharmaceutical market over the years. Uh, when the, the drugs like Viagra came out, um, they became blockbuster sellers. And all of a sudden, who knew that ED was such an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but today we're going to talk about one of the causes of ED. We're going to talk a little bit about testosterone and, and uh Hey, guess what? All of us guys make it. So, you know, we, we kind of need it just like women need estrogen. Yeah, and we make less and less of it as we age. So starting about 30 or so, you right. just okay. you start okay. producing less and less each year. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of like the after about age 30 to 40, we start losing about 1 to 1.5% estimate of, of our testosterone production. Of course, that's made in the testicles for men. And as we age, it's just naturally going down. And, and aging is certainly a, the number one risk factor uh, for that. But there's also other factors such as environmental and our, and our health. Uh, as we start talking about uh, blood sugar control and insulin, cortisol, and stress, all those have a major impact. And probably it's one of the most, I think doctors are, are, especially urologists are onto this pretty much now, but I can tell you 20 years ago, you know, there weren't as many men using testosterone as there is today. Uh, But they they estimate that there's somewhere about 500,000 men per year of new onset, uh, what what we lovingly call andropause, the male version of menopause. Yeah, and so it, it is. It does impact men's health. Well, let's talk about that. Outside of the sexual uh, libido impact and other things, it, how does testosterone affect my metabolic health? Let's start there. Oh, that's huge. Um, so you know, we it, it was. 
There's been ongoing controversies in the literature about, you know, what level you need for your testosterone to be maximal or optimal. And we'll talk about that in a few moments. But, you know, there's definitely we now know that men that have low testosterone are going to have have metabolic issues. You know, their cholesterol is not going to be under control. Um, there's definitely an association uh, with with diabetes and blood sugar. So we know, for example, uh, a male uh, patients that have diabetes tend to have low testosterone and low testosterone has a relationship to increasing amount low testosterone increases the risk of diabetes so there's that relationship that correlation that goes on uh, hard to say it's causative because there's many things that cause diabetes but we now know that you know I I, I have talked um, and women's health that the main reason we have hormones is brain bone and heart besides reproduction same thing is true for men you know we know testosterone there's numerous studies that show that Men with low testosterone are at higher risk for, you know, having uh, osteoporosis, for example, less. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, their muscles, um, which um, having lean muscle strength also improves our bone strength. So there's obvious relationship there. Men that have low testosterone tend to have higher cholesterol. Um, and, of course, testosterone, we know it's important for our muscles, right? What's the mm-hmm. biggest muscle in the body? the heart so you know i mean that just stands to reason so um but you know as we get low as we age and we start having low testosterone you know what are some of the signs and symptoms that we're going to see um well obviously we talked about libido low libido um loss of body hair uh such as armpits or the pubic hair areas um testicles will start um, atrophying um which you know so you know that's not something that most guys are going to go out and measure and, and, and see uh, unless it's extreme. But one thing that men don't think about is sometimes we'll get hot flashes as our testosterone levels go down. And that's because there is a conversion of testosterone to estrogen. But I think the number one reason that men probably need testosterone more than anything is they'll start feeling fatigued. And that, that you know, the guy that says, I, I always go out and play golf two or three nights a week. Now, all of a sudden, they come home from work, and they're just tired. They just go to the couch. And I think that's the one of the largest impacts of being low on testosterone. Man, and that lack of activity begins that, that downward cycle, that spiral, right? So you right. don't feel well. You don't have the energy you used to have. And so you're less active, which then increases the risk that you're going to get into diabetes and weight gain and all of those things. So, yeah, it is, it's a spiral that can really pull you down. Down. I want right. to bounce back for, to something else, and that is the uh, emotional, the, the mental health link to testosterone. I've seen study after study that says men with lower testosterone levels have higher levels of anxiety and depression. Can right. you support that? Absolutely. And, um, you know, we know testosterone is involved in many of the brain chemicals production. But, you know, again, if you're feeling fatigued all the time, you're going to feel depressed. And then you throw on we've all been isolated with COVID, you know, last couple of years. So, you know, that was some of the untold effects um, that was kind of predictable as we shut shut down the country that we see some of these health uh, health issues starting to, to light up because as people became inactive and weren't able to do the activities, you know, they put on weight and we know that increased obesity plays a role in that and uh, lowering our, our um, 
uh, testosterone production just by many different mechanisms. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So as you gain more body fat, uh, how does that suppress testosterone? Yeah, so that's really interesting. So um, fat cells are called adipocytes. And um, they, ca- they have an enzyme in them called aromatase. And aromatase has a tendency to break testosterone down into different factors. And one of the ones that we worry about is estradiol, as well as we worry about DHT, which is dihydrotestosterone, the more active component of, of testosterone, so, which is also the form of testosterone that causes prostate cancers or breast cancer cells to grow. Okay, uh, there's your link there. But when we continue to to, uh, gain extra weight, we also make a hormone called sex hormone binding globulin. That sucks up, that blocks the free available testosterone in your body. So there's total testosterone when you go to the doctor, they'll draw your, and that's the amount of testosterone in your blood. Well, that's a nice number to know, but it's more important to know what's the free testosterone. That's the amount of testosterone that's not in the blood, attached to the blood cells, but that's actually going to go to the receptor and do the work. And Mm -hmm. sex hormone binding globulin makes less testosterone available to work or less of the free testosterone to work. So in essence, you might have a good normal testosterone level, but your free testosterone level might still be in the tank and you still may feel pretty fatigued. Yes, there is complexity in this world of hormones and health, but when you get it sorted out, a high percentage of men using supplemental testosterone say they can feel the difference. Half of the men in America are now over age 50, but only about 20% are in treatment for low T, even though they may test below the normal range. It's easy to find out where you stand. An inexpensive blood test will give you a handle on your testosterone status. Then comes the question of whether it's safe, whether there's a risk of cancer, stroke, or heart attack. Greg Russell has the science on safety when we come back with the Father's Day weekend edition of the Health Call Radio Hour, right here on WoWo. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals, where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, we are talking testosterone with pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell, the founder of Fort Wayne Custom Rx. Some of the controversy over low T has faded as it's become clear that replacement therapy is known to improve mood, muscle mass, cognition, red blood cell production, and helps metabolic control. That's a big benefit for those with diabetes. Now, I've always been very open about how I manage my health, and I don't mind sharing that Greg's team is who I trust to prepare testosterone supplements I use and have for years. It's quick and easy to squeeze out just a small amount and apply it each morning. Well, you know, almost every morning. I miss a few, but I need to get better at that. Greg says although many options are available, it's that topical cream that seems to be what most patients choose. 
Yeah, the cream is probably one of the most common ones. The commercial products are available. There are commercial products available. Uh, they tend to be gels. They tend to be a little bit more messy, in my opinion. They're a little bit, you know, you're you're putting four or five mils of a gel on your body, and you have to put it in certain areas, and it's and it's difficult to apply it. You got to let it dry, for example, before you put your shirt on. The creams we can concentrate and put them in little um, units to measurements. So we tend to put them in syringes. It would really be nice if we could make a pill and swallow it but what happens is when you take the testosterone orally and swallow it uh, it goes through the the liver and it gets transformed down to other chemicals which are also linked to cancer so we like to typically bypass the liver by using a cream an injection or sometimes we'll even do what we call a sublingual trochee so somebody has Maybe coordination issues, can't use the cream, might be a trochee, might be easier. Again, these are prescription items, so you have to go see a doctor mm-hmm. and they have to do your full evaluation. You know, testosterone is not for everybody. You know, you have to have a need and you have to have symptoms and you have to have no risk factors. So we don't want to give it to somebody, for example, who's got cancer, prostate cancer, for example. Well, I'm glad you went to that because uh, there there is still fear about testosterone supplementation increasing the risk of prostate cancer. What's the data show? What's the science teaches. Yeah, so the the link to testosterone and cancer is is a little bit of a cloudy one, and that you know a lot of people early on believe testosterone um, started cancer off, but the reality is uh, a lot of times cancer is already occurring in your body and nobody knows it. Uh, what testosterone can do is it can light the fire and actually reveal the cancer. That's not necessarily a bad thing because if you reveal the cancer and you can treat it early, and I'm not advocating that's why I use testosterone, but you know it's kind of a different way of thinking about it. And, and I noticed urologists are a lot more comfortable today using it in men. Um, but obviously, if you have prostate cancer um, or, or, or breast cancer, your doctor is probably not going to prescribe testosterone, and that's probably wise until um, we know more. Um, because there's other things we can do to try to help boost our testosterone levels naturally too. So let's talk about that just a bit. Okay. One way yeah. you can boost testosterone is exercise. So weight-bearing exercises to sort of automatically boost testosterone. Sure. And I just re- read a study the other day that said uh, one of the reasons that we may be seeing such a big increase in the number of men who have low testosterone is we're not working on the farm like we used to for generations, right? Yeah, we're not. We're not doing. We're not using our bodies the same way. You know, we used to think fat didn't do anything. When now we know fat makes all kinds of chemicals, and those chemicals may not necessarily be good for our, our you know. I mean, you, all this research about brown fat and white fat and all that, and one of the counter effects to um, obesity, of course, is movement. So mm-hmm. I hate that word exercise. I call it movement. You know, we need to move. Because if we're not moving, we're going to be storing instead of burning. So, you know, these these things that we don't always like to do really is for, is for our better health. Is there a concern about prostate enlargement associated with testosterone supplementation? There, there can be. And so uh, a lot of men that, um, whether they're on or 
are off testosterone, we do recommend a lot of prostate supplements. Um, they typically contain things like saw palmetto in them, um, a, a stinging nettles is another, and then pigeum is, is a third. So there's a product that I have that I've we've had formulated for us by the orthomolecular company that, that has these things. They all work different mechanisms, but, the, but they're, you know, as men age, our prostate is naturally going to increase, naturally. Uh, it, it starts to impact things such as urinary flow. Uh, also, so you know, then the guy gets up in the middle of the night, tries to go to the bathroom, can't go to the bathroom. Then he has difficulty sleep, going back to bed at night, and so this vicious cycle starts. Yeah. Right. And and sleep is so tightly regulated or associated with testosterone production. When you inter- interrupt good sleep, that also interrupts testosterone production. So that's mm-hmm. again that whole cycle thing happens. So what's your recommendation when somebody comes and talks with you about uh, testosterone supplementation? Where do you start to find out and have that test done? Is that something I I need to go to a lab and to my doctor's office? How do I know what my levels are? Right. So it's very routine now for doctors to check levels if you uh, there's a couple questions on there specific um, to uh, one is libido uh, do you have a decrease in libido sex drive and if you answer yes to that one or to number seven are your erections less strong which is going to naturally happen too for men then those are warning signs to start having that conversation with the doctor for him to try to evaluate whether or not testosterone might be an appropriate treatment for you how soon will I begin to notice some effects if I start a supplementation program? Yeah. Uh, so um, typically we tell men two to three months, and we are almost, you know, always going to start people low. And in fact, you know, we shouldn't expect that we're going to get an overnight result. Because the, the thing about testosterone, you don't want to give somebody too much. You want to start low. You can't. It's diff- more difficult to back them back down. Um, and the reason for that is we do know that giving a men too much testosterone can do two things. One is, you know, cause a PSA to really rise quickly, and that's going to be alarm bells for the for the doctor. Um, the other thing that it can do is that it can it 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 allows the bone marrow to make more red blood cells, and red blood cells, of course, make blood. So um, we know if we give somebody too much testosterone, we can make too much red blood cells for the blood, which then makes the blood thicker. Hmm. Well, then you there's your relationship to giving a man too much testosterone, causing a heart attack or a stroke. So those are things that you know your doctor is going to always measure your these these things consistently if you're on testosterone because they, they don't want it to get out of control. Is there is there a time frame? Will I stop taking testosterone when I'm in my 80s, 90s? Does it well I continue? again? More controversy to that, but they've shown that men that use testosterone, and I think it's going to kind of I kind of think of it similarly to women that are going through menopause. If you get people on it earlier, you see better gains. Um, but they've shown that even elderly men, when they're placed on testosterone, their their muscles a tome become becomes better. They they feel more energetic. My deep belief or opinion is, as long as you're being monitored, you can stay on testosterone the rest of your life. Um, but it's going to also depend on other risk factors, and that's going to be obviously something the patient will have to be in close connection with their doctor over. The question of whether insurance will pay for low T supplements always comes up. And the answer is, it depends. Some insurers will pay if your lab results are below a certain threshold, but that's where you have a decision to make. 
The lab test may say your T level is high enough, but your body may disagree. Some guys feel the fatigue, depression, low libido, etc., even when the test says they're in the normal for their age. So talk with your doctor about this. And of course, keep in mind that diet, exercise, and lifestyle choices are the first place to start boosting your testosterone level. You may also consider talking with pharmacist Greg Russell at Fort Wayne Custom RX. They're at 425 East DuPont Road, just behind the Casa Grill. You'll find them online at fwcustomrx.com. When we come back, we talk with a psychologist about that hypercritical, negative little voice in your head you can't shut up and so many people struggle with. The power of negative self-talk and what to do about it. That's next on the Health Call Radio Hour right here on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media. 